forever. Dog. Two girls, one life. <laughs> this week on the podcast, Twins by Caroline B. Cooney. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Keita. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing today Twins by Caroline B. Cooney. And I, I'm i sorry, I, I was caught off guard by that tagline. Yes. Because if you say two girls, yes, what are you I thinking know. of? I know. You're I know. thinking of the sitcom Two Broke Girls. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yes. You're thinking of the movie Two and a Half Men. The movie. <laughs> You're thinking of the film Three Men and a Baby. It just calls it to mind and you cannot help but laugh. You cannot help but have a little chuckle. Uh, a chuckle. A, a little chuckle at such just like a runty kind of runty comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Certified banger of a book. Wow. What an entry yes. into the point horror oeuvre. Yes. I um, mean... Stunning. Really, this is all time, all yes. time high, all time high. Like absolutely, this is not a bit, stunning. you guys. This is <laughs> this, this is a be, stunner. This is a, a it's wild. Cold it stunner. is a wild ride. <laughs> it is truly like there was a moment. There was a moment that I like was very excited for you to get to, and I'm very excited when you texted me, and it was clear that you had gotten to it. Um, <laughs> because like. Okay, first things first, Caroline B. Cooney is so good at concepts. Mm-hmm. Like, all of her stuff, like, first of all, I was like, we need to fucking adapt this for Lifetime. Yes. Because what a concept, right? Like, this is a very also written very dreamily. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and Caroline B. Cooney is really good at that. Like, she, with a uh, name, uh, face on the milk carton. It's just that classic, mm-hmm. like, what if the face you saw in the milk carton was yours? Like, mm-hmm. oh, already. Wow. Right? Or yeah, this, I'm drawn like, in. where twins, like, tr- like a cool twin and a loser twin trade places, <laughs> cool twin <laughs> dies as loser twin, and then loser twin just lives the life of cool twin. Like, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then all the details just make it even better. This book was amazing. I mean, this it was book insane. delivers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely delivers. It is wild. It's so wild. Okay, I'm going to read the back of the book, which is also written very dreamily. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Lee and Madrigal are identical twins, exactly alike in every way. Mirror images, two halves of one whole, or so it appears, until they are separated, leaving Mary Lee lost and alone and Madrigal more beautiful, more popular, and happier than ever, with a boy who loves her. Mary Lee wishes she could live her sister's life, but when her wish comes true, Mary Lee is horrified to find out that Madrigal was not the person she seemed to be. Yep. Accurate. Accurate. We stand an accurate plot summary. Yeah. And it's it's accurate, with but still kind of misleading in a good way, because mm-hmm. when I read the back of this book, I thought that maybe she accidentally switched bodies with her or something. <laughs> which is kind of weird to have a also body fun. switch in also a twin in a twin yeah why mm. <laughs> where it's like why What's do that purpose <laughs> although why yeah, do why? that here yeah i mean why do that here mm-hmm. um 
But I mean, literally, like every new detail we learn, the book gets better and better. Truly. Because at first, I, when- I uh, did not see any of this coming <laughs> at any point ever. At no point was I like, oh, I see. Yeah. I was constantly going, what? The entire time I was like, something is fucking going on and I need to know what. (laughs) It was truly. Well, when the book started, I was like, okay, so does Madrigal not exist? Also, her fucking name is Madrigal. Mm -hmm. These are twins, Mary and Madrigal. Yes. (laughs) It sounds like a joke name. It does. I, so I thought. Madrigal didn't exist because Madrigal was saying nothing. And she was being very weird. And I assume that that was on purpose to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to kind I, of like make Mary Lee. I, I wonder if the intention was to make the reader wonder if Madrigal was real. Yeah, I think so. Because it certainly made Mary Lee uh, an unreliable narrator. Like, I yeah. didn't believe her, even though I had no reason, like, she is reliable. Yeah, she's uh, sane. She yeah, has she's all just, of her faculties of reason. She's just mistaken. She yeah, she's just um, been deceived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm gonna read just the beginning so people can get a feel for the writing because, like you said, it it makes her seem like she might be an unreliable narrator in a very like Shirley Jacksony mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dreamy way of of being kept off balance. Chapter one. They were sending Mary Lee to boarding school. She could not believe it. Identical twins separated? Mary Lee's lovely olive skin was stretched with fear. Her, what does that mean? Her beautiful Mm. hazel eyes with their fringe of long black lashes were wide with panic. Each swing of hair, each lift of brow was mirrored in her identical twin. If it had been a fairy tale and one twin had said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? The mirror could have made no answer were too qualified. Listen, said Mary Lee, striving to stay calm. Her parents admired calm. <laughs> Madrigal mm. and I have never been separated. You don't understand because you're ordinary people, but we're identical twins. We're not regular sisters. If you send one of us away, we won't be whole. Yeah. And then I'm going to skip forward a bit. Let me see. So she just gets like increasingly frantic. Madrigal saying nothing. It just keeps implying Madrigal's doing the exact same thing. And the parents are like, you need, this is unhealthy how close you are. And I mean, the, um, the one thing she does end up saying being so, like there, there, there were the, even though the book was very like dreamy and kind of confusing, I could still see where, how it was panning out at the beginning in a very dreamy Mm -hmm. way where like Madrigal's just kind of like, almost floating behind her parents. And then when she finally, Mary Lee finally makes eye contact with Madrigal and Madrigal's like, I think it's a good idea. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Like, and that that's the mark of a good writer where you're like already and over such a small thing, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. She yep, is yep. not shaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was She's like, excited she about it. I was like, she has never been stronger. Oh, my God. And then, okay, I want to tell you the most savage fucking insult that I want to say to somebody someday, but it's so specific. And I wonder (laughs) if you recall it. Okay, so when Mary Lee goes to boarding school, she's like very depressed and like 
feels like half of her is missing and she doesn't talk to anyone. And she's also instructed by her parents to like not talk about the fact that she has an identical twin, which is very she's strange. very weird. And so she doesn't. And she doesn't really talk to anybody because she doesn't know how to be herself, which we learn is part of the reason why her parents sent her away anyway. And she's not allowed to call her sister. They're only allowed to write letters to each other. And all of this really makes it seem like either there never was a magical or magical <laughs> is dead. Right. So then this letter comes and Madrigal's like, I'm coming to visit you. And she's like, oh, my God. Yay. OK, thank God, because like I've been feeling so weird and alone and like I have no friends and I don't talk to anybody. So she's like running around all of a sudden full of this like new energy to all the girls. And she's like, my identical twin is coming. My identical twin is coming. And they're like, OK, you remember six months into school that you have an identical <laughs> twin, whatever. And she's like, no, I do. I do. And she's coming and she's coming. And then one girl says, so she's identical to you, huh? Then like, who cares? And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> those oh girls are so bitchy. It was beautiful. And that then Magical whole, does come. That whole section of them being like so dismissive of the fact that she's excited about this identical twin coming. Oh, I did. I took a picture of this really weird part. I took a picture. I took a screenshot. Um, so they're being so weird. And everybody's kind of talking about twins in a way that makes absolutely no sense. Um, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> The, the next day at meals, she assaulted tables and gatherings that she had ignored long enough that they now ignored her. I'm an identical twin, she cried, and my twin is coming to visit for the three-day weekend. The popular girls exchanged long looks. It happens at this time of year, said Marilyn with a shrug. Too much winter. The useless ones get crazy. They start believing in identical twins. I was like, so you're <laughs> telling me this is a standard response to it being February, Marilyn? <laughs> What are you talking about? They start believing. I was like, as though they're not real. <laughs> it truly they start is, believing though, in and- the fairy tale of identical twins, which, as we all know, is not a real occurrence. Okay, here's what I will say. If I'm imagining myself in, is it Marilyn? Marilyn's shoes. Mm-hmm. And this like weird, quiet girl who's never mentioned having a twin all of a sudden runs up to me, never spoken to me. And says, like, I have an identical twin and she's coming to school. I would be like, okay, but like, I can't believe you because, like, yeah, why are I, I would also think you? she was lying 100%. Yes, 100%. But it is like, funny you're phrasing. Never like, talked to us before. No. And now you are talking to us and you're going on about an identical twin. You are lying. You're a liar. Yeah, you're a liar. But she's not. And we learn that Madrigal's real because she comes to school and she's like very popular and beautiful and has all these stories and everybody fucking loves her. Um, And it just really makes Mary Lee be like, oh, so it is possible to like make friends. I'm just like really I'm just like the bad version. Yeah. I'm the lesser twin. Mm -hmm. Um, And Um, that whole time. Oh, I also really felt for Mary Lee when, like, Madrigal gets out her ski clothes. So Madrigal's like, let's go skiing. And she's like, I don't know. I'm just going to study. And she's like, come on. Everybody's going to go. You live right next to a ski resort at this boarding school. You might as well go. 
So she's that like, is so Fine. funny that their boarding school is across from a ski resort. I know. <laughs> um, lucky. Are they in like Vail or something? Um, and so she's like, Madrigal comes out and she's dressed in not the neon of the season, but like just like very classy ski clothes. She's and wearing like bur- a burgundy suit with green plaid and like black mm-hmm. fringe or something. Not yeah. fringe like hang, but like black lace accents or something. Yeah, like she's looking very like Burberry, you know? She's like yes. very, she's looking very classy and like very Mary like Lee is- 1994. Yes. And she's like, oh, she looks so grown up. And like, I look so, I I could just be lost in the crowd. She stands out. Now, we never learn the real reason why Madrigal came out there. Why do you think she did? To kill Mary Lee. You thought she was going to kill Mary Lee? Yeah, (gasps) that's what John Pear says. John Pear. I know, but I felt like he was lying. John Pear says over and over. I know. I think she went there to like fucking kill Mary Lee. And then either... I started to form this like head cannon that she had killed herself to get away from John Pear. Oh, but like possibly. went there to kill Mary Lee, couldn't do it, or was like setting her ski lift up to yeah. fail, or like yeah. knew knew the one she had set up to malfunction and dump her out. Right, was going to like kind of relegate Mary Lee to that one changed her mind, switched ski outfits with her, and then got herself killed on purpose. Wow. That's my theory. Well, so that's what happens. They trade spots, or they trade clothes, because Madrigal's like, look, like, try just wearing my clothes and pretend to be me and, like, just be fun and, and friendly. And then you can prove to the girls that, like, you th- that's that's how you can be and so this will be a great way for you to get like a fresh start yeah like you just need a jump start like a like a car yeah and mary lee's like okay uh so they trade clothes and then mary lee finds out that like everyone's like i wish that you went to school here and not your boring fucking sister yeah you're fucking dud of a twin <laughs> and she's like she's like oh uh-huh and you then, have to like vacation with us on the islands oh my god she gets invited to all these things and then she sees her twin dressed as her just alone and, and being ignored by everybody and she's like wow like that's what I looked like. I feel bad for myself. I should have been trying, trying. at least a little. Um, and then as they're on the uh, – she's like behind Madrigal. Madrigal's on her own uh, uh, ski lift chair because she doesn't have anyone to sit with at pretending to be Mary Lee. And then she just falls off of a, the fucking chair. The chair breaks. She falls down onto some rocks and is dead, dead, dead. Legitimately dead. I thought she was going to come back. I thought she was going to come back, but she was dead. They cremate that bitch. Yeah. We might as well have been right there in the cremation chamber with her. Like, she is dead. (laughs) So she doesn't come back. She's dead. Which I actually, I liked that. I liked that there was no surprise Yeah, I'm glad that this isn't what happened in the story. Because what happened was so much weirder. I mean... Yeah, you guys, we're we're in like the Woo. juicy fun part right now. Like we are yet to really get in the weeds. 
We um, we have not reached the surrealist, like Lynchian nightmare that yes. this book becomes. <laughs> Because there is a specific moment in which I felt the couch fall away under me because I was like, <laughs> I uh? can, I was like, wait, what? He does I what? I can't picture what's happening. I was How like, exactly. I was like, does he have I control was, oh, over them? Yes. Yes. Also. Okay. I mean, we will get, okay. There, there are like two moments. Okay. I'm thinking of two moments. There's one that's earlier and then there's one that's later. Because you're now reminding me when you said, does he have control over them? I was like, also, I was like, what is the status of this town? Like, there's a lot <laughs> happening. There's a leather gang. <laughs> there's <laughs> so, okay. Uh, 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 so she, oh, and she keeps talking to Madrigal. And Madrigal's like, I have this wonderful boyfriend. This is before Madrigal dies. And Madrigal's like, I have this wonderful boyfriend. His name is John Pear. And they just keep calling him John Pear. John Pear. Over and over. Name. John Pear. J-O-N space P-E-A-R. John Pear. <laughs> um, and Mary Lee is like, you never told me about your boyfriend. Oh, and then when she's like, do you ever talk to John Pear about me? And Madrigal's like, no. <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> like, I want him only to love me as me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I that's don't right. want him to think there could even be two of us. Oh my god, I forgot what he keeps saying to her too. Oh my god. I can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this fuck. Okay. So Mary Lee's like uh her sister dies and she's freaking out. She's like, oh, I'm Mary Lee. I'm Mary Lee. Because everyone's like, Mary Lee's dead. Mary Lee died. And she's like, I'm Mary Lee. And they're like, No, she's okay, not. You're the problem is she's not saying I'm Mary Lee. They're like, Oh, so sorry, Madrigal. And she just goes, Mary Lee. And they're like, mm-hmm, tragic oh, right. what happened to her, Mary Lee. And she's like, no, Mary Lee. And they're like, yes, so sad. Or I think there's one time where she says, I'm, oh, she, there's one time she says it. I think she's at the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm Mary Lee. And they're like, mm, twins do this a lot. They Tragic. <laughs> like, this is really sad. We should sedate her again. <laughs> so they just yeah. sedating her. <laughs> and she's like, ah, ah. And her parents come, and they're being kind of weird, but they're you know upset. You know, a and kid they take, just died. Right, they're their kid, and they <laughs> take kid. her home. Whose kid? You know, hard a, to say. <laughs> coincidentally, it was theirs. Um, <laughs> they take her home, and she goes to her own fucking funeral. I would have eaten this shit up as a thirteen-year-old. Oh yeah. Except nobody says anything nice. And so no. that's a nightmare. No, absolute nightmare that no one says anything about her because no one knows anything about her. But and she no later one comes finds up out. to Madrigal, a.k.a. Mary Lee, to like express their condolences. And she's like, gosh, I feel so alone. Yeah. She's like, wow, I really left no print on anybody. But we learn later it's because everyone's terrified of Madrigal. Because mm-hmm. Madrigal's fucking evil and weird. Madrigal's evil and strange. It's like this fucked up Bonnie and Clyde situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like if en- everyone in Heather's knew what Christian Slater and Winona Ryder yes. were doing. Yes, yes, yes. And we're just like, mm. <laughs> just like we can't, can't tell anyone. But like that's yeah. really. But like we're not friends. <laughs> I don't know. 
So she comes back and at first people are like, oh, I'm sorry for your loss in her French class. Um, and she's, oh, and she kind of is noticing that the principal's afraid of her. And she's like, this is weird, but whatever. Maybe he just doesn't know how to deal with grief. And then, and then she sees there is one, there's this girl that she like that she's had exactly two experiences with people outside of her twin. One was going shopping with Scarlett at the mall. And one was like going on a date for strawberry Sundays with Scarlett's brother, Van, which is just very adorable. Mm-hmm. So she sees Scarlett and Van and she's like, hey. And Van is like, get the fuck away from my sister. You bitch. You fucking cracked out. <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, after what you did to her. And I was like, what the fuck? fuck did she do? yeah because this Yo, was no every mere bullying reaction no 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 nor no. was it mere bullying no no it was not like truly like with every moment i was like oh damn we're gonna find out some gossip right now like i was like <laughs> every moment i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like this one i was like what was madrigal fucking up to um yep. and Oh, that's the other thing. Mary Lee's like in the house and she overhears her parents saying, I don't miss her. Like, <laughs> I feel bad, but at least it's something like, let me just see if I can find it. it because was, what if they're one saying of them, if is one of them had to truly go, horrifying. Yeah. No, they were saying if they were like losing a daughter is hard, but if one of them had to if go. If we had to lose one, <laughs> the, the right one. was that one. And then... And then the mom is like, are we making a mistake? And the dad is like, no, having twins was the mistake. And I was like, you can't control that. I was like, were they an experiment? Like, I was truly like, what? How? How are they a I mistake? I don't understand. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and then, oh, so then she's like, oh, Van, like, I, I still have a crush on you. Uh, and I really want to be friends with Scarlett. But, like, obviously Madrigal did something to them that was, like, horrible. But I don't know what. And, um, oh, then she meets John Pear. Let me tell you something. Finally. Madrigal's boyfriend, who she talked about endlessly. And who's been mentioned never really described. <laughs> um, I was f- fully repulsed by John Pear. Oh, yeah. He really sounds terrifying. <laughs> I, I'll read the description of him. Yes, please, please. Let me see. Because, I mean, he is so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> no, he is, like, you guys think that, like, uh, like, you don't even know that this kind of person could exist. Okay? Yes. Like, like uh, he's just. He's, like, he's, Okay. Oh, okay. Here's, okay, okay. Here's, you, go, you do it. You do here's it John Pear. He was there watching her. It had to be him. It could be no one else. Yellow flecks like gold beneath the waters glittered in his eyes. John Pear. His red cheeks <laughs> grew redder, a rising fever for her. His breathing was too fast, and his wide chest rose and fell like a signal, forcing her own pulse faster. Next to him, the other boys, even though they were seniors, were mere reeds without muscle or brawn. He was a man. Oh, he Ew. was so handsome, and yet not handsome at all, but roughly crude, a mix that gave her the same sinking dizziness she'd felt when she entered the school. 
John Pear, she thought. And the two words of his name, this is so fucking weird, seemed precious and perfect. John Pear. And now he's mine. I have it all. But she said nothing to him. She could think of nothing to say. She knew not one single thing with which to start a conversation. His smile broke like thin ice over black water, like danger. Um, blah, blah, blah. But John Pear's look was not romantic, not affectionate, but fierce. Their eyes locked as if in combat. She was afraid of him. Slowly, she made a partial turn away from John Pear, pretending to hear the French assignment. He slowly winked, terrifying, slowly shifted his own gaze, slowly bestowed upon her the corner of a smile. It was only a wink, but it was sickeningly violent and completely sexy. Her blood pounded in her ears. The bell rang. It startled her heart. Like, what? Here, okay. He was next to her. She shivered with extraordinary heat and felt herself glow. He touched her cheek in an unusual way, dotting it vertically with the very tip of his fingers. A real oh face-off moment. I can't. I can't. She thought the touch would penetrate right into her brain and give her away. Through the pads of his fingers, he would discover somebody else's brain living in that identical flesh. But it did not happen. Did you miss our little gifts to each other, Madrigal? He whispered. <laughs> <laughs> what? The gifts thing, I was like, uh-oh. I'm uh-oh. scared. Um, let me see if I can find another John Pear description in here. Because now he's talking to her, blah, blah, blah. Courage okay, grew I in mean- her. Come, she said. Walk me to my next class, John Pear. The fucking... All right, his name is J-O-N space P-E-A-R. John <laughs> yeah. Pear. John his Pear. His eyes were Just like a John. tiger's. John Pear. John Pear. His eyes were like a tiger's, the pupils vertical. You want to do it again, don't you? He said to her. And I was like, oh, I guess they had sex. (laughs) He's a cat man. Wait, how? And then this is the part where I went, who is this person? (laughs) Wait, okay. I think this is going to be the moment where I screamed. she said, heart beating wildly, wondering what it was. I am John Bear. He said softly (laughs) as if beginning an incantation. (laughs) As if you were an emperor <laughs> reminding his subject who he was. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, wait. I am John so Bear. You, you need. Can you get to the part where, um, like, I think I literally said out loud, "What the fuck?" Um, when he does something. <laughs> well, do you know what I'm talking about? Of course, about? yes. That is that is when I texted you. What is this book? <laughs> but that moment when he says, "I am John Bear," I, I was like, Pear. "What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> she also, has said like, your name like five times also it's very weird because like he he's i i, I maybe i i don't remember exactly where it is but they kind of insinuate that like that's what they call him but like maybe his real name is something else because yeah he because he's we, like, like yes that's never what you call find me. out his story well, also, she's like, why doesn't he, wasn't he ever in class? And you're like, wait. Yeah, John, why? John, That's is a John good Pear, question. Is John Pear like 32? Is John Pear real? <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, here, John Pear, here. she repeated, tucking his name into her own heart, knowing already Ew. that nobody ever called him by just one of his names or by a nickname. He took her hands, and it seemed that their hands merged and became one. He looked into her hazel eyes, and his yellow eyes focused on her as if, from now on, she would see only what John Pear saw. (laughs) I mean, she is like, she is swooning and terrified. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, before the the moment that he does something. Okay, 
Okay, he, one, he says one more something thing. that's very insane. You, you is it, it, I wonder if this you, is going to be I'm not thing. about to read it. I just wanted to read this other part where I was like, huh? Okay. I think in this her you hair, might be reading I I hope. Her hair, which had always had feelings, prickled beneath oh. his palm, <laughs> each strand fighting to be free, whatever choice John Pear meant. Oh yeah, cuz he has just said, "Shall we choose again?" and she's like, "Huh?" Whatever yeah, choice like, John Pear meant. <laughs> It was not love and not nice. Evil soaked his speech. I was like, your hair has feelings. <laughs> yes. She's like, as it always has. And I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Okay. Okay. Then there's a moment where he like leans into her. Yes. And he's like, I'm your twin now. And I was yes. like, what? <laughs> no. At last, you have somebody who truly understands you, a twin of the heart and soul instead of the flesh and blood. I was like, and oh, then, no. And then he like keeps throughout the book, keeps being like, you got rid of the fake twin. Like, I'm your real twin. I'm the real you twin. You and me, we're twins. I am your twin. We are twins together. And I am your twin. And you are my twin. But here's the fucking craziest part of yes. the book. And there are yes, more yes, crazy yes. parts to come. Yes. John Pear came very close. He took her hands away from her face as if they were his hands, as if he owned them, as if she had them only on loan. Oh, what my God. What was he doing? Oh, Again, no. his fingertips dotted her cheeks. Stop. But oh, my what God. What did he? John Pear held a small glass vial beneath her eye. He caught her tears within it and capped them with a tiny black rubber stopper. The vial on a heavy gold chain around his neck fell back against his chest and swung there. She stepped back from him, staring from the glitter of his yellow eyes to the captured tears. Which, by the way, later in the book, she says, also have feelings. Yes. One tear remained caught in her long lashes, and this he touched with a bare finger, transferring the tear to himself. He looked down onto her tear like somebody telling fortunes, and a wild and boyish smile crossed his face. He ate the tear. (laughs) I felt truly ill. When he I ate like, the tears. this is real terror. <laughs> I feel unsafe. I felt absolutely unsafe. It like <laughs> he ate the tear. That's like very disgusting to me. Um, it is as just as Mary Lee had always been able to feel her hair, so she could feel her stolen tear. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he's wearing you guys. You guys. He's wearing. <laughs> A slippery silk vest and then <laughs> no, no. a fucking glass vial around his neck with a tear in it. Oh, my God. This is and some says, lord shit. Why was he dressed like that? Why didn't he wear jeans and a shirt like everybody else? What kind of statement was John Pear making? <laughs> I am your twin now. Now there was a sick and frightening statement. I lost my twin, John Pear. You cannot replace her. Nobody, nothing could replace her. Dude. He okay, so hold on. So he's just wearing. I bet you he's wearing slacks. Mm-hmm. Slacks and a silk vest. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing a shirt? It doesn't specify, but I assume. Oh God, he's so like edge lordy. Like, oh, he's it's disgusting. So funny. He he's thinks so that disgusting. he is a creepy man in an anime. <gasps> I was just gonna say an anime creepy guy. <laughs> he is. And also, okay, so he thinks he's that. And, okay, I understand that, like, that technically 
what he is doing, what he and Madrigal were doing was pretty evil. Mm -hmm. But it did seem like a step down of like eating her tears. Yeah, from eating the tears. Until it got to the part with the rats, I would agree. Okay, the rats were very confusing because like. I was so confused. Okay, okay, okay. So, so he's like. He's like, you have to choose. And she's like, um, you do it. Because she's also like, I don't know what the She's fuck. also trying to fake that she's still madrigal. Yeah. She's like, um, I don't know. If, if I did it last, maybe your turn. And he's like, I did it last time, madrigal. And she's like, oh, I remember. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, fine, I'll pick. And so he chooses this like sophomore who's younger than them and is like very chatty and excited to be included in something. Katie. Katie, poor Katie. And they're like, we're going to this party. You want to come with us? And she's like, yeah, sure. So she gets in the car and they're driving and he starts to go towards the highway. And they're like, why are we going in the highway? And he's like, because it's shorter this way. And he's like, and he like kind of looks at Madrigal like all excited. Madrigal's like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And they get off of, so they're going through the city. And the girl was like, I didn't know the party was in the city. And he's like, Yeah. And apparently the city is very scary and evil. Yeah. And full of rats. Full of giant rats. Like, I'm not even, we're not exaggerating. It was like to a point where I think there were like, I'm read like, a description. Yeah, like mass-wise, more rats than people. Like he's some sort of Willard. Yeah, he's kind of Willardy. <laughs> yeah, no, he is Willardy because is Willardy. of what of what happens. So, all right. Also, this is very like fucking white racist panic. Yes, it is because the city, the urban urban uh-huh. is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so. The suburbs ended. The city began. It was a city's city whose symphony and museum, fabulous department stores, and famous shops lay in the very center. Ring upon ring of abandoned wrecks of buildings circled the safe part. The safe part. Joke. This was not a city with safe parts. was con- contained in a very small area. People drove into the city only on the raised highway, keeping themselves a story higher than the human debris below. What? It was a place where garbage was permanent and graffiti was vicious. This is racist as fuck. It's the also yeah, it's died very in pain, like terrifying. And the drug yeah. dealers prowled like packs of animals looking for victims. And like, thank God she never mentions race, but like, come on. It's just it's a very like um like eighties edutainment idea of the city, you know? It's like the <laughs> it's like as if this takes place in, um, like, Escape from New York. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So they they pull out into these neighborhoods. Um, the road onto which he exited was pockmarked like a disease. Shadows moved out of their own accord, and fallen trash crawled with rats. John Pear, you got off too soon, said Katie nervously. People never get off the highway here. Get back on. The only safe exit is another mile up. This is a terrible neighborhood. Even I know that. John Pear, we can't drive here. Uh, He keeps driving. 
A gang in leather and chains moved out of the shadows to see what was entering their territory. I forgot about this gang. Yikes. John Pear, said Mary Lee, too afraid to look and too much too afraid not to look. What are you doing? It was impossible to imagine that human beings lived here. It was another planet, as the mind of John Pear was another planet. The gang could have enveloped the car, but perhaps they were too surprised, for they simply watched and John Pear turned the corner. Or maybe it's like, that's just like not what they do, Mary Lee. Yeah. Like they don't just attack any car that comes into their neighborhood. Also, um, also funny is that it's like, <laughs> that, it, and you mentioned this earlier, that it's like a leather gang. Like it's all leather daddies. Yeah. Leather this and is a chains. very, it's a very like Tobias Funke idea of <laughs> like gangsters. <laughs> of how they dress. Yes. Yeah. So he he stops and he's like, oh, Katie, you should get out of the car and get into the front seat with us. And Katie like doesn't respond or she's like, I don't want to get out. And she's not yeah. smiling. And John Pear is like grinning like a Cheshire cat. And he mm-hmm. says, what do you think we're going to do? Leave you here? And it's like, oh, I guess that is what's happening. And so mm-hmm. she gets out. And he fucking drives off slowly so that she chases them first. It's like just slow enough that like she just can't get back in. Yeah. It's so mean. And Katie could only a few miles an hour and Katie could keep up with them if she ran fast enough. Katie pounded on the metal of the car. Stop the car. Let me in. What are you doing? Do you want me to get killed? She was screaming. Her own screams would bring the gang. Mary Lee was immobilized. This, then, was the entertainment of her own twin. Evil without vampires. Evil without rituals. Evil without curses or violence. The simple and entertaining evil of just driving away. Uh, she's, like, scr- she's like trying to grab onto the glass. Oh, yeah. And he's just loving what the panic is doing to her face. Um, oh, yeah, Mary he Lee likes saying to, to see stop. people... He likes to see people think they're going to die. Yeah. He, he, the way he puts it is, is like, he likes to watch panic turn people into animals. Yes. Um, and then they leave her behind. And so she's, she's out of sight for a second. Mm-hmm. Because then Madrigal gets, I'm sorry, Mary Lee, AKA Madrigal, gets like also pushed out mm-hmm. later. So. Blah, blah, blah. She asks what he did to Scarlet, now understanding more about, like, the kind of torture he was enacting. Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> says, she asks so well, funny. she was much more scared than Katie. I like talking about it. Scarlet didn't even run after us. She just folded up on the sidewalk. <laughs> and here's where I was like, I don't understand what this book is. <laughs> <laughs> then rats came out to investigate. She didn't get bitten or anything, but they walked on her. She went insane for a while, I guess. It was so neat. <laughs> we followed her block <laughs> after block, just watching. She was seeing rats everywhere. She ran deeper into the tenements instead of out. She kept screaming, help, as if anybody here would help anybody. Like, are they in Gotham? What's going on? It felt very uh, Arkham City. Like, it was very uh-huh. weird. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I love the way that uh, that Mary Lee gets him to talk about it. She's like, mm, what happened with Scarlet? And he's like, don't you remember? And she's like, I just like to hear you say it to me, the story that I also know. And yes. He's like, <laughs> and he's we like, both cool. know this story, but I'd love to hear it again. And you tell it like a bedtime tale. 
Um, <laughs> they were probably all laughing too if they heard over their radios and televisions. Um, so then Katie is falling. She's trying to climb up the car. He accelerates. Um, he turns a corner. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And he says, okay, so Scarlet and Van didn't tell about them or tell on them. And then <laughs> old Scarlet was so blown away, said John Pear, that even though a fire truck happened by and found her, she got her story so wrong it was comic. She got the times wrong and the description of the car wrong and the rats wrong. You and I really couldn't have done it. Hysterical. Scarlet set us free. Dan's a little irritated, of course. Scarlet spent two weeks in a mental ward getting rid of rat visions. Huh? I found a rat that, and know, put it in her locker. And she ended up back in the hospital. The only thing wrong was I wasn't there to see her face when she opened the locker. There's no point in doing this stuff if you don't get to see them panic. <laughs> what? How did, oh, yeah. and, did he and control? Then, he made her go insane with rats? Yeah. And then he like kept her insane by putting him in her locker. Like it is... And it's then he makes so her get funny. out and she starts to panic too. And a rat is running over her shoe. I'm starting to eat <laughs> the shoelace. Oh, yeah. And then and she like pretends to beg to be let back in. But she's actually like, actually, I think she's standing strong. Yeah. Like in her mind. And she's just like, I got to take this guy out. Yeah. Because her foot got caught in like a broken step. And he lets Katie and Mary Lee back in the car. And then, okay, John Pear took Katie's hands away from her face as if those were his own, as if Katie had them on loan. Her face was stricken and tear-strained. He chose a tear, lifting it carefully with a bare finger. He looked down onto the tear like somebody telling fortunes, and a wild and boyish smile crossed his face. He ate the tear. So just exactly what she had written before. Exactly what she wrote before. I mean, honestly, enough with the tears, John Pear. We get it. Yeah, because he's not a wizard. <laughs> no. He, he's not some, like, evil warlock eating tears and, like, casting spells. He's just fucking weird. I know. And so I know. now she knows he's that she was sent weird. away to be kept away from Madrigal. And the parents knew that she was not Madrigal because, like, the second they saw her, they were like, oh, the not evil one survived. Yeah. And they were like, she's coping. I don't know. Like, so they were actually, like, very relieved that Madrigal is now out of their hair because, like, it was a very, like, we need to talk about Kevin situation. So mm-hmm. they were like, whew, thank God. Um, but now this is the part. <laughs> there's, like, a big chunk of this book where Mary Lee is like, I need to figure out a way to defeat John Pear. And I was like, girl, just beat him in the head with a baseball bat. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, her, her, like, weird, like, where she's like, okay, I have to pretend to, like, be next to him and, like, pretend to still be. And then she comes out as being Mary Lee. And she still is like, I have to figure out how to defeat John Pear. I'm like, just do an act of violence on him. I don't know what to tell you. Like, whatever you're doing is bullshit. Her I weird, love the it moment was very where strange. she tears the the vial of tears off of his neck and she <laughs> just throws it aside. Um, it's like taking away his. Amulet. I thought that was that was a fun scene, but then she's like, "I know, I'll make sure he wants to do something at the winter carnival, winter okay. sleigh day." 
the winter sleigh day. And then when he gets really excited about it, because like she's like, I challenge you. Whatever you do, don't do something evil at winter sleigh day. But she's like trying like to get knowing him to full do well. It. Yes. And so he says to her, We'll have a contest, you and me, Mary Lee. Welcome to my playground. There are no rules. There is no such thing as fair play. I don't give warnings. I will win. And she's like, Win at what? She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, oh, he then like freaks out and like tries to beat up Van. So she gets in between them. And John Pear says, Magical, this is my game. And she's like, These are people. They aren't a game. <laughs> and then he's, oh, because he accuses her of liking Van because he's like, There's no good people in the world. And she's like, Van's a good person. He's like, You want to fuck Van? And she's like, Oops, shit. <laughs> and then she says to herself, Hold on, I want to see. she goes nobody blocked the path of john pear <laughs> john like, pear is so. legendary legendary john pear um uh it very very funny Oh, and then she thought, who is John Pear? She thought, <laughs> staring at his fury. Oh, so this is before he knows that she's Mary Lee. Oh, okay. I remember I had to go back and take a picture of nobody blocked the path of John Pear. <laughs> Understandable. Um, oh, okay. So then this is the part. Okay, okay. So <laughs> she's like staring at herself in the mirror and talking to Madrigal, where she's like, I'm mad at you, Madrigal. You knew better. I don't care how powerful or exciting John Pear was. You could have just chosen not to be a part of it. How could you do that? Oh, because she finds out that John Pear and Madrigal watched someone drown. Um, and she oh, goes, yeah, and I, I forgot yeah. about that. That is supposed to really, that's actually terrible. Yeah. And he like, and he's like, it's not illegal, which it isn't unless it's a child drowning. Um, you have no duty to help. So you cannot be found criminally liable. Really? Yeah. I guess that uh, makes sense because you'd be risking yourself too. It's horrible I mean, though. It's just like, yeah. So the only time that it's uh, that you are required to help is if you had something to do with what put the person in peril or if it is a child because uh, uh. you have a, yeah. you know, a duty to children. Um, okay. So then she's like, ah, magical. I forgive you. You're still my twin, my beloved twin, still my <laughs> beloved sister. You are still half of me, and I am still half of you. I love you, Madrigal. Rest in peace, Madrigal. I am Mary Lee, and I will beat John Pear. <laughs> it's this so anime. Like very VC Andrews, too. Yes, it's very VC Andrews. It's very anime. It's very like. Mm hmm. It's just like a lot of these like declarations by Mary Lee where she's like, this simply will not stand, John Pear. <laughs> <laughs> For I am Mary Lee, the other twin. <laughs> you are um, childish, John Pear. Don't you dare do anything at Winter Sleigh Day. John Pear, I will cross paths with you for my vote is not for this. <laughs> She's so fucking dweeby. I think. Yes. I think like there's. Yeah. Like Mary Lee is very. 
dorky. And especially when like, okay, so then you think the cr- craziest of crazy is over, correct? Incorrect. incorrect. Because we still have Winter Sleigh Day. And then John Pear is like more like S-L-A-Y day to her. And she's like, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> oh, no, he, re-sp- he re-spelled it. And now it means something different. Pun. <laughs> An evil pun. <laughs> oh. What won't he stoop to? <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he does this like despicable pun. And she's like scared but she's ready because she's gonna take him down somehow she actually does not have a plan but she's like I'm zero plan <laughs> she's no plan zero plan she, she's like she's my still... plan is that i won't watch someone drown with him <laughs> oh my god i honestly i did like that caroline b cooney was like i can't have my main character m- murder somebody or be part of murder so i'm just gonna I'll have just her be like a conscientious objector like a weird lottery story <laughs> Truly, and everything happens so much in a flash, too. Yeah, I was like, wait, did that just happen? (laughs) Yes. So they're all out on the ice, um, and the the certain parts of the water or of the ice are still um, too thin to go on. So the area that they do this, like, ice skating race on is, like, the thicker part um and everybody knows like don't go on to the thinner part of the ice and um everybody is she, she's standing with john pear which even then i was like why is she going to the winter sleigh day with john pear whatever to like so watch she, him i guess oh yeah so okay i've been i've been talking a lot i've been talking a lot do you want to no, see what I, happens? I have read so many passages please continue um okay so she's like john you're evil. And he's like, I'm going to like pick you up and drop you on the ice. <laughs> so he does it. And she's like, ow, my butt. And uh, she looks up and there's like a group of students led by Van. And they're like, sup, John Pear. We heard you like to watch people drown. And also they're armed with icicles, which is insane. Uh-huh. They all have like icicles that will melt if they try to murder him. Um, And he's like, what, 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 what's up guys and at first he's all cocky but then he starts to get scared when he realizes that they are armed and they're surrounding him and they're like what if we watch you drown john pear and she's like guys we can't stoop to this <laughs> if he were to drown we have to save him and everyone's like shut the fuck up mary lee <laughs> and then this little kid who's like they literally the vote they literally oh, yeah, they vote, vote. Like Katie says, I vote to have John Pear drown. And they all go, second, all in favor, aye. aye. All opposed. And they laughed because nobody <laughs> is doing it. And then, and then Mary Lee says, I am opposed. Oh, that's right. She's like, guys, we have to be decent whether John Pear is or not. <laughs> that's right. She's like, we have to be the good we want to see in the world. And... <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, whatever. And then this kid is like skating and he accidentally goes into where it's too thin and falls through the ice. And he's actually closest to where John Perry is right now. And Mary Lee, for some reason, thinks that John Lee, that John Perry will save this child. Um, she's like, it's your chance to prove yeah. yourself. <laughs> and he's like, uh, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like half chubbing watching this kid fucking drown. He's like, no, I'm not going to save them. Which is pretty stupid because if he had, then he would have saved himself. That's true. He would have saved himself. But Mary Lee's like, fine, I'll save the child. And she goes over and she falls in the ice. And so everybody has to save her. And in the hubbub. She, better than that, runs to him, punches through the ice with her oh, that's right. fists. That's pretty tight. And then pulls this kid up. Yeah. And then she kind of like falls into the water a little bit. So people are pulling her out. And she looks around and she's like, was John Perra phantom this whole time? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, everyone's like, uh, Mary Lee, you must be freezing. Let's take you to the shore. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Come over here. And she sees John Perra under here, the Do you ice. mind if I read this part? Please, it, please read I it. I was like, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, they're trying to, they're like, your ski suit's turning to ice. Come on, let's move it. But when she moved it, she saw the colors in the water, bright bleeding colors beneath the churned ice floating in the frigid water. She stepped forward to see more clearly, and Jordy and Kip, Kenneth and Stephen, stepped between her and the ice. It'll freeze over again, said Jordy. Temperature's dropping as we speak, said Kip. Time to go in, said Van. This mob, her new friends. Had they held him under? They trampled him when she thought they were rushing to rescue Brian? That's a little boy. Or had John Pear slipped of his own accord, and just as he never rescued anybody, nobody rescued him? Which of these boys and girls had shrugged and let him drown? Or had he let himself drown? Had he known, for a few seconds at least, how evil he was? I will never know what Madrigal really planned to do on that visit, she thought. I will never know why she switched ski suits with me, or what would have happened if the ski lift hadn't broken— and unless I ask, I will never know how John Pear found his way beneath the ice to stay there until spring. Carry her, advised Katie. I think she's going to d- into shock herself. Lift her up on your shoulders and carry her to the warming cabin. They were ready to let the ice freeze over and the past stay past. And they lift her up in the air and everybody's like shouting and cheering because they're like, oh, I guess she's like princess of winter sleigh day. Hooray. <laughs> that part was so strange. Thinking there must have been a vote they didn't know about. There was a vote, thought Mary Lee, and I voted no. I have to remember that. I wasn't able to stop evil, but I didn't stand and watch it either. John Pear didn't win. I won. I'm Mary Lee, and I'm glad. That part, <laughs> I was like, book. okay, Caroline, be kidding It's crazy because she says, and unless I ask, I will never know how John Pear found his way beneath the ice. And so she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> so She's she like, doesn't I ask. what? Honestly, she's like, I'm such a good person because I did not push him under the ice. However, it's really nice when mob rule just like completely (laughs) does everything for you. Because like sometimes, you know what, a broken clock strikes (laughs) twice a day. (laughs) She's so like, and when she's like, I am Mary Lee and I'm glad. I was like, like, you're still like a really weak person. It's still really weak. You're still just like a big dud. Yeah, you're like a dud person, like it, fucking honest, milk dud of a human. It was. I mean, what a beautiful story. Mm. Like truly, <laughs> it. It. I like. I cannot. I think this will be maybe my hardest recommendation to read. Uh, so of the year so far, um, as far as point horror era books. Um, just because it's so, it's such a journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Oh, by hardest, you mean like you, you're recommending it the most? Yes, the most. Yes. Agreed. This is a an absolute must read for everyone who listens yes. to this podcast because what we have read and explained to you is not nearly the experience of yeah. reading the book. It's like fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it seriously is maybe one of the weirdest books that we've ever read. And I and that's the thing I loved about it is that there were definite choices that were then doubled down mm-hmm. on. Um, because a lot of times, you know how we're, we're like, we, we like read something and we're like, man, I would have liked if like this person was a little more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, everyone was at an 11. Everyone was more. <laughs> everyone was so much. Um, I'm trying to see the good, good reads. <laughs> um, people don't really like this book on good They're reads. They're wrong. They're wrong. And They're it's good. so wrong. They're so wrong. That's a crime. Um, yeah, an absolute crime. I would say five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Um, great. I mean, there are a lot of people that did like it. Michael Burhans likes it. Good for Michael Burhans. Oh my god. Um, okay. I mean, people. I'm reading these people's reviews, and they're just like, I just feel like this book is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. That's what's good about it. Like, they're like, I don't believe that twins are that close. Like, twin waves, really? Oh, my God. What a boring ass take. I don't believe twins are that close. Okay, hold on, hold on. I didn't like it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ready? Ready? Uh Okay, the way that this review ends is, okay, I'm tired of writing now and I want to watch Bones. So I'm going to end (laughs) this review. (laughs) My dad loaded all the seasons up to season six on my computer, so I'm going to catch no. up on my bones. I'm rambling now, so Twins is a good book, and I recommend it as a quick read, but if you're looking for something deep, well, it's not here. Oh, what a perfect review. Stunning. Absolutely perfect. Stunning. Um, Five stars on that review. Oh, this person gave it two stars. Held my interest, but was just okay. Clean story. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay, Green Glasses rated it one star. This book was really weird. God, embrace it, you assholes. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry it was interesting. Oh, also, they they don't like that they call him John Pear too much. I'm sorry. They're wrong. No, 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 no. And then all the reasons that we love it, they're like, this is stupid. Like, they don't like that he says Winter Slay Day, S-L-A-Y. That is so stupid. This is bad. See, here we go. Oh, man. Ivan Chan, a king. Ready? I always wondered how being a twin felt. Twins are fascinating people that can be similar and different. (laughs) But after reading this book, I realized how those similarities and differences lead to hatred and evilness. Oh, my. What? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. I just left a review to try to help. Thank goodness. I hope every person on earth understands the meaning of respect and think about your actions because we're humans. We may annoy people. We may tend to do things that others may not like, but living life to the fullest is something I learned from this book. What? (laughs) Go with your guts and be safe. This book was despair, (laughs) but exciting and a great way to tell the way a twin feels from one point of view and how the others feel. (laughs) (laughs) Ivan Chan, I love you. Oh, somebody in their review said reread this for episode seven of the Teenage Scream podcast. Oh. Um, which also reviews 90s teen horror. 
This was April mm-hmm. 12, 2017. I bet this person hosts the podcast. Kirsty. Oh, my God. I mean, God. I support suggesting your own podcast. I support that as well. Um, I am. I was saying, oh, my God, because somebody doesn't like the book because they think that Mary, Mary Lee really should have been renamed Mary Sue. And I'm like, in what way? In no. what way is Mary How Lee is Mary she? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm She's sorry, like, but incorrect. Terrible. She's like very bad at everything I, and is very terrible. Oh, oh my Another God. Another mention of Teenage Scream. The brand is strong. It was a strong brand. Um, I honestly, I loved this book. Um, I think it's it, it was pure camp. I mean, come on. It was so next level. Like a guy is eating tears. They're watching. Michael and, and you said this review. You mentioned him, right? Yes, yes, Michael Burhan. <laughs> Did you read the whole thing? No. Okay. Yet another really good but very uncomfortable book from Caroline B. Cooney. It was very good and compelling and as uncomfortable as a hair shirt. Her books take, oh. her books take always seem to find little nooks and crannies of the human psyche and exploit them. And then here is where I disagree with Mr. Burhans. Even though mm. her books are never fun... <laughs> Oh. I read I read them all because they are always thought provoking and worth the read. Okay, I'm going to tell you something about what I think <laughs> Michael Burhans thinks this book is because he's saying it's a very uncomfortable book. So I mm-hmm. think maybe he thinks this book is too disturbing because he's like, you know, it's not fun, but it's worth it to to really understand the nooks and crannies of the human psyche. It's a thinker. That's it is a so thinker. Funny because I was like, this is a fun ass ride. <laughs> No, this is an absolute roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Um, for literally every single... <laughs> Love this. Bex, four stars. Tense psychological story with a WTF ending. This was interesting and well-written, if a little rushed to finish. I wonder if Mary Lee ever asked the question of the mob. I wonder too. Probably not. <laughs> what? This review is baffling. <sighs> huh? Okay. <laughs> Marna rated it two stars for one. Mm. It's reviews from 2015. Wrote a really dumb blog post on this no one read. (laughs) I thought I'd try one of those literally what happens approaches to WordPress popular among younger millennials with apparently no education slash ability to actually write and miss the bandwagon on even that. I don't think anyone is even writing those anymore. Ah, well... Back to writing fake hippie bullshit about the lessons I've learned in life, et cetera, et cetera, when really I could give less of a shit. I want to be well-fed, read dumb books, watch dumb movies, and not get cancer. Okay, Marna, that I'm going to tell you something. That is a wild ride in itself, huh? I'm going to tell you something. I think, you know, I wouldn't blame the fact that nobody read your blog post. Also, you didn't even link to your blog post. This is why nobody's reading it. Very confused by very confused this review. Um, Popular yeah, I mean, I feel younger like millennials. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling us young. Um, honestly, I loved this book for every reason that people did not like it. Someone called it a hysterical fantasy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah, it is. Uh, hell yeah, it is. So it makes it so beautiful. Nailed it. Um, Wrong review. Wrong rating. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So funny. Anyway, a must read. An absolute Absolutely. Read. It's on Open Library and you can rent it for 14 days at a time, which is a huge relief. I couldn't. Somebody must have checked it out or something. Uh, or it wasn't yeah. showing me how. It usually just shows at the top. So someone else might have been reading it. Um, oh, Teenage Scream does seasons. What do you mean seasons? Like, do they take Teenage- time off? Yeah. Because their last post was two months ago. Season oh seven wrap God. up. <laughs> Must be nice, Teenage Scream. I know. I mean, honestly, we could do that. <laughs> it's well within our abilities. We could, um, but like, I don't People support us on Patreon. I feel we owe people an episode a week. Oh. Especially after almost five years of this. Yeah. We can't just switch to seasons now. Yeah. But they're smarter. They're smarter. They they are smarter because they did it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Which is why we occasionally are burned out. Um, (laughs) um, 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 oh. Oh, they've also been doing it for two years. Mm. Oh. See that they did it with like they knew exactly what they were and doing and they right yeah, away. whatever. It must be nice. I okay, I have no idea how to I just need to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Because this happened to me mm-hmm. and I needed to share it with you. And I didn't know how to segue it. So I'm just gonna say it. Oh, right. Yes. So I went to the Huntington Library, which is a huge, if you're not familiar with it, it's a very big uh botanical garden. Uh, for listeners who might not know. Um, and I actually really suggest it as a distancing thing to do. I've been thinking about going. It's great. They do like all of their paths are one way only. So like you don't go, you know what I mean? Like you're not really close to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I went there with, uh, and we met up with um, one of our friends and so that way we were able to safely distance. Uh, it was it was really nice. Um, and they don't allow you to bring in food. So you can bring in like a little snack, but you can't bring in like sandwiches because then that would oh, require you to take off your mask for too long and blah, blah, blah. So it's it, they're actually really good about it. And they check your mask and your bag when you come when you go in to make mm-hmm. sure it's a good enough mask. Um, so I go there and it's me and Micah and his friend. Our friend Wes and we are we are basically the way it is because it's all one way pretty much. You're pretty much like behind the same group the entire time because you can't really you can't mm-hmm. just go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, first of all, I'm gonna say <laughs> hashtag free the nipple so that way people aren't thinking that I'm fucking anti rude, right? But let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, for context, from my observations, this was a uh, a man and his uh, 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 significant other, and so it's this couple, this guy and this girl, and his parents, and I think they and they were meeting her for the first time. Mm-hmm. So great place to choose, right? Yeah, sure. Parents love Huntington Garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they're together in this group and that's what i'm learning as i'm over as i'm eavesdropping because i do love eavesdropping sure she is like um kind of floopy like she's just very like i'm a manic pixie dream girl kind of behavior just for context okay they are like often just the three of them the parents and the son and she is like rolling around in a field you know what i mean like she's like doing lots of like look at me behavior Okay, 
But is she literally rolling around in a field? Yeah. She was like, oh, look, wow. it gets w- interesting. So she was too hot because she was wearing a long sleeve shirt. So she had purchased a shirt from the gift shop. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I need a change. There are also plenty of bathrooms around, okay? Uh-huh. Takes off her shirt, doesn't oh, no. go anywhere. Doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> just takes off her shirt, titties out. N- no bra. No just bra? Titty- just titties out. Oh my yeah. God. Takes off this shirt, titties out. And also, I need you to understand that the guy and his parents are very, like, quiet, nice Midwestern people. So, like, they are very scandalized by this. But they don't do anything. Everyone's just frozen. So she takes off the long sleeve shirt and she puts on the short sleeve shirt. And then her shoe breaks shortly after, possibly, like, because she's wearing, um, like, a chunky heel. This is shocking. <laughs> yes. No, so I'm freaking out already because I saw the titties. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And Micah and, and Wes were just like, oh, yeah, that's weird. And I was like, hello? What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, excuse me? No, that's truly bananas. Yeah, and yeah. So then she she breaks her shoe or something. So she's like, I know, I'll solve the problem. And, like, stomps over to some caution tape that's, like, blocking off a bathroom, rips it down, and ties it around her foot. <laughs> wow this is the clearest example of real life manny manic yes dream girl behavior yes. i've ever heard yes and she was just very like doing yeah she was doing like a lot of other little things that were very like look at me look at me like aren't i being wow. so whimsical um and then we were trying to find a place to sit down so that my friend could eat his muffin away from people because there's like some fields and like open areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, oh, let's go over to the – there's this like little uh, pond area where you can spread out pretty – like no one in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like walks up to us and is like, there's this really magical spot like over there and like tells us like where to go. And the whole time I was just like, this is the person who took off her shirt and tied it. I can look at the caution tape around your foot. So I was just like frozen staring at her. I like didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And uh, Micah and Wes were just like very normal. And they were just like, oh, thanks. And we left. But I was like, hello. (laughs) I was like, am I fucking crazy? That girl is too much. Yeah, too much, right? And also, like, there is a it, difference between posting photos of yourself on Instagram. Sure. And not getting shamed for it. Right. And, like, putting that on other people in real life who did not sign up for it. Absolutely. I, because I, I wasn't that scrolling Instagram, you know? I was a at bit the of garden. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it was... It was just, and it was very interesting because, like, okay, her method of like getting privacy to change her shirt was to face away from the group she was with and towards <laughs> us. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was like, I mean, I if a just, guy took off his shirt, I'd be like, just find somewhere else. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing. I think that I would feel that as well. I would be like, what are you doing? Especially because it was a very, like, look at me type behavior. It really wasn't a desperation situation. Oof. Yeah. 
What a handful. Oh, and her boyfriend was the kind of guy who talked like this. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to know that. So she's like, "Uh, the rubber band that I was using around my shoe wasn't working. And he was like, well, I told you that the rubber band wouldn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what is this couple? (laughs) And they were literally like haunting my thoughts. And Micah and Wes didn't care. Huh? That's weirder to me somehow than the shirt even oh no that well because it's yeah. like okay that shirt thing didn't really get as much attention as i was hoping i'll yeah literally it, wear caution tape around my foot so that people look at me well it was truly Lindsay. i want to say w- one minute max after the shirt thing she did the caution tape thing <laughs> <laughs> and i was Oof, just like so alert, tiring alert, alert. so tiring <laughs> Yeah, really tiring. Also, I was like panicking because I was just like, I'm the only person noticing this. Why am I the only person noticing? Um, <laughs> like I was just like, I I wish I were like a dog or a cat so that way I could just like stare at them without feeling, you know what I mean? Without uh-huh. feeling like you're not supposed to stare. But I truly was like, she I need to know their story. I mean, she wanted me to. And I, I wanted – to, that is a I wanted choice. To know, that is a hard, weird choice. Yes. And I wanted to be a fly on the wall for the rest of the day because, like, I wanted to know the car ride home, mom and dad, by themselves. You know what I what mean? I want to yes. know that. Mm-hmm. Of them being like, so, okay, we met his girlfriend. <laughs> so, that was Sheila. <laughs> She's and I just need, okay. Nice. Okay, I need you to understand, and I think that this will all line up, okay, with the type of vibe she was, just so that you can get the full picture, okay? Just mm-hmm. like for her outfit, because I think mm-hmm. this will all track for you, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Um, she was She's a white woman. I think this is obviously. very obvious. Okay, she's a white woman, very pale skin, um, kind of like, just like my hair color brown, like, just like normal okay. like like just very run-of-the-mill brown slightly wavy hair uh-huh. um hair down hair uh-huh. is down um uh she was wearing a like okay the skirt was a little bit around knee length um uh like jagged hemline so like like up and down you know uh-huh. um two two layers an inner layer that's like a slip layer Outer layer is like crepey and flowy, okay, okay, with like flowers on it, like big watercolor flowers. Um, her shirt was <laughs> her first shirt mm-hmm. was a matching piece that was like a mesh, like that still crepey material outside with like a little tank top underneath. But she did take off the the little tank top also, which is why the titties were out. Uh-huh. Um, that so it was like a top skirt combo okay okay long sleeve though with the crepe that goes all the way down skin tight um and the shoes were chunky heeled mary janes and the strap like broke broke okay and they're black oh actually they were open-toed though so like they were like you know that chunky look of like a mary jane but then like just imagine the top the toe part is off right mm-hmm. and then um Carrying like three really big plastic bags full of stuff. <laughs> what? Full <laughs> yeah, of what? Like, 
Well, she went to the to the shop, so I think she bought things other than. How much could you want to buy at the Huntington? Listen, I have no idea, but apparently she bought other stuff other than the child. Oh, also the shirt that she changed into was what looked to be from the cut of it and how short it was. Because I don't think they sell body, uh, I mean, belly shirts at uh, at Huntington. Uh huh. Was like a child's like Huntington Garden white T-shirt. Uh huh. So like that was like the vibe. And she was like very. So exhausting. Yeah, very floopy, very just like, like not just because like I get how old very like, oh, I want to say probably like 23. Okay. That that age. Because um, I, I get very, um, you know, plant nerdy at the gardens, right? Like I'll be like, oh, look at that flower. It's so striking. Or I'll be like, oh, look at that animal. Or I'll like smell, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. if, if no one's around, I'll pull down my mask and I'll smell a, a flower or mm-hmm. something. Um, but she was just very, like, not just walking over somewhere to look, but like, r- like flouncing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of added, like, like, oh, look at me She's run over flouncer. to this fountain. Yeah. Oh boy, she was just living in her own little movie. Oh yeah, main character syndrome for sure. Like she mm-hmm. thought she was in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's weird because that's like way older than her time. <laughs> that is way older. She wouldn't even know what it is. Um, so I was having a panic attack watching this situation. Um, especially because the people I was with were just like, "Oh yeah," I, I was like, "Hello." That. <laughs> so I was like, "Truly, I wish that I could trade you out for somebody else that, could, that would be freaking out like me." <laughs> oh my god! I need to switch uh, you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to bench you. Yeah, I need to like. Else. Yeah, change my party companions. How was Micah not freaking out about this? Because he was trying to be like polite. (laughs) He was because we were pretty close. And like, I think, I mean, not close, close, obviously, for safety reasons. Like we were probably like 50 feet away, but definitely close enough that they could probably hear it when I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I was like, he's staring. (laughs) And he'd be like, Kelly, let's go. And I'd be like, do we not see this? (laughs) Are we not going to acknowledge the truth of this reality? Uh, but anyway, that wow. that was my thing that I was like, I need to tell Lindsay because like I think I'll get some solidarity. Yes. What? Thank you. <laughs> One time, uh, my first improv class in Los Angeles at Groundlings, mm. there was a a a um, what's the word? I'm kind of batty, loopy girl. Mm-hmm. There. There's Older always me. I think she was probably there's always more like forty. Right. Late 30s, maybe. And she's doing a scene, and it's like a first date scene. And Mm -hmm. she's being way too weird on this date to try to be funny. Mm -hmm. And then literally takes her shirt off (gasps) in the scene rather than my my Just fully takes her shirt off, boobs out, no bra. Oh, what? And the teacher stopped the scene. He was like, put put your shirt back on right now. Never, ever do that on stage. Oh my god! Never. If you want to mind, like already, that wasn't the right choice for that scene. That was right. a panic move. It's like taking out a gun. Yes, or killing and yourself she, on like, stage. It's like killing yourself on stage. Exactly. She took. She just fully took her clothes off. He's like, you need to mime those things. Yeah. And yeah. Like yeah. Similarly, don't touch the other 
people you're in the scene with. Yeah. You can't do that. It was Ugh. wild. Ugh. 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 Mm-hmm. I can't. I feel such cringe at that. It was bad. Um, it was really bad. I was. What like, did you do? Did you just I gasp? was like just... 22 at the time. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> looking around, youngest person in class by far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's so... Um, Ryan was telling me about one time that she was in an improv scene uh, and someone on her team uh, killed himself in the scene. So she just left him on the stage. <laughs> well, he left her first. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't need to be here for this. <laughs> just left. <laughs> you can't do this to me. Yeah. Don't fucking do this. What are you doing? Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that, but you know, in person, in real mm-hmm. life, on an actual date with on an actual date with their parents there. Oof. So that's I think that like was not acceptable in an improv scene, therefore not acceptable in real yeah. life. <laughs> but now we know that that was like something that would happen. Mm-hmm. It would so, retroactively. And- I owe that girl an apology. Yeah, you need to go. You need to find her and be like, I made some serious mistakes in judging you. <laughs> like, did I actually say anything to you out loud? No, but I was judging you in my head, and right. for that, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't do that. You shouldn't have done it. It was weird. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> I just feel like no matter who you are, right? Mm-hmm. If you are in some kind of classroom situation, you don't need to take your shirt really no. off. No. Uh, ever. It's just not appropriate. I'm sorry, no. but it's not appropriate. I and I know that sounds that prudish, that's but. where we are. I don't think that this is a backwards thinking on our part. <laughs> no. I don't think we're on the wrong side of history on this. I think that you shouldn't just like fully bury your breasts at a public place. No. No, no. And no matter what kind of breasts they are, I, do, I don't think they need to really be out. Like if you're doing one of those, I'm in a desert, there's no one around, I'm standing right. on a rock, I'm naked, posting mm-hmm. a photo on Instagram, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even honestly, like you're at the beach and you're at like a beachside cafe where like every it's like on the strand. You know what I'm saying? And everyone's like that. Well, if Fine. that's like the except if you're on like a nude beach, then yeah, go for it. If that's yeah the known standard, right? Sure, it's where it's what people do. I think that's what the thing is. Just look around. If you're the only person <laughs> taking your shirt off, like don't Huntington do it. In library and gardens, don't. Yeah, I would say at the Huntington Library and Gardens, you probably don't need to take your shirt off, Mm-mm. um, at all. And like, is it sort of tricky? Like, well, who's gonna? somebody's got to be first if this is what's done. Somebody's got to be the first one to take their shirt off, but it's not what's done. You will know beforehand if you are in a place that's okay with your shirt being off. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, there were no shirts are coming off vibes. Yes. (laughs) From my experience there. Uh, (laughs) So I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you need to take your shirt off. Um, And that's the lesson here. So that's the lesson, and that's what we learned from twins. Yes. Um, please read it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you, um, and thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. We have different levels with different, um, you know, like 
perks and more episodes that you can access that way. Um, and thank you. Uh, we give a special shout out to our Patreon producers who give it the $15 level. Thank you to Amanda Nangle. Anne Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty II. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Emma. Emma Murray. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Grace Armstrong. Jeremy Cronk. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jonathan Venable. Jordan Colwick. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Kelly Burns. Chris Dorina. Landry Desmond. Laura Hooper. Lonnie Martin. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Walschlager. Marcy Raquel Blackwell. Marco Pavlicic. Melody. Megan Lozier. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Noah. Oscar Gallegos. Randy Klett. Rashad Black. Rogue Kalahua. Sersha Descaro. Sarah. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Gray. And Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. And next week, we are reading The Stalker by Carol Ellis. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> scary noise. stalkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, wear a mask, get vaccinated as soon as you can, and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.